You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up? Welcome to the Intentional Grounding VidCast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast, VidCast Network, or whatever you want to call it. My name is Sterling Furrow, and uh, thank you for coming along for the ride tonight. You know, we're going to talk some Buffalo Bills. We're going to talk some NFL draft, get some ideas. We're going to talk about what if scenarios. What if scenarios? That's around the Bills and NFL draft in terms of taking prospects that, you know, we're, we're all kind of thinking the Bills are just going to take linebackers. So thank you for joining here. Also, uh, we are kicking off live on TikTok. So all of you who are on TikTok tonight and you've decided to watch me instead of watching the NCAA tournament, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. This is my first time on live, so. Uh, all the love, man. I'm excited to be here to do the damn thing with you guys tonight. I just want to let you guys know that my show is brought to you and sponsored by Slider Shelf, where you can reach what matters if you have a a home improvement project that involves shelving, whether that's your bathroom, whether that's a garage, or even a kitchen. You can get your products at slidershelf.com. If you enter the promo code Intentional Grounding, you'll get 20% off. But without further ado, let's get into this thing tonight. Man, uh, last week, you know, I was off. I was off the show. Uh, I had a a 40th birthday, so I'm 40, you know. So I was doing my Mike Gundy, you know. Look at me, I'm a man, I'm 40. That was me all weekend. Uh, But I had a good time, man. Did a little deep sea fishing, but it got caught off because... uh, you know, the wind and the waves a little crazy, but uh, I'm back. I'm back like bra straps. All right. We doing this thing. So tonight, uh, I kind of told you what we're going to talk about. Um, but before we get into the, the Bills related content, let's talk about um, let's kind of get into some NFL news, some general news that popped up in the league today and this week, although it's, you know, it's only Monday. Right. But every single week, there seems to be some sort of overarching story in the NFL and uh, the rumor season. I mean, we know it's among us. Rumors are flying everywhere. Uh, The first one we're going to talk about uh, the Tennessee Titans are exploring a trade with the Cardinals for pick number three. Now this is a, for the Titans, it's a good idea. I think anytime you don't have a quarterback, your roster is incomplete. Now, we did see the Titans go out and get Malik Willis last year. 
And uh, he's 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 raw. I mean, I think he showed flashes, but I think if you have an opportunity to go get a better prospect at pick number three, I mean, you have your choice of, I would say, Stroud and Bryce Young would be gone. So Anthony Richardson, pair Anthony Richardson with King Henry, I think that'd be dope. Or they could stay put at 11, uh, Paris Johnson offensive tackle. I mean, they they need help in a lot of places. You know, it's, it kind of seems like Tennessee Titans are – kind of purging that roster, right? So, but what what would the Cardinals be in it for? So they would essentially be going from 3 to 11. I think the Titans would have to probably give up Jeffrey Simmons in that deal, which I think he's one of the best young defense tackles in the league, one of the most dominant tackles in the league. Uh, a third-round pick. That's a fourth or fifth round pick added on there. It'll be, it'll be, have to be a sweet kind of pot there. Um, but if you're the Cardinals, I mean, ah, why wouldn't you get Will Anderson? You already have your quarterback in Kyler Murray. Go get a, go get a pass rusher. I mean, your defense is hot garbage. That defense is bad. So if you're the Cardinals, go get a defensive player. But if you do go back to 11, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, we're going to talk about him. Maybe it's wide receiver they need. Maybe they need to get Kyler Murray another number one wide receiver uh, in the name of Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's the best wide receiver in this class. I don't know, Miss. Interesting, you know. But if you are the Cardinals and you're in the top five, you already have your your quarterback locked up for a while. It makes sense to go get, you know, stock up on picks and kind of get some some more pieces to fill out that roster. So. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I think that'll be interesting to see. What up, Elliot? Richard Rush, what's going on? Sarah. Uh, Sarah, you should be in here right now. You should, you should. I'm, I need a little Sarah on the show tonight. Get in here. Um. It's my guy, Daryl. So what's up, y'all? So, again, it's rumor season, okay? Speaking of rumors, we're going to stay with the Arizona Cardinals. And there is a rumor uh, that DeAndre Hopkins could be released. Now, we know – I don't know why um, the Cardinals would want to move on from DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they feel like they, they're not in a position to win now. They feel like they're in a position to um, 
you know, I don't know, man. It just it just seems kind of weird that you would, you know, you you traded this capital to get him. If I'm the Cardinals, I just let him play out his contract. You know, I don't think that the Cardinals are any kind of cap situation where they can't afford D Hop or whatever, or maybe D Hop, you know, stated he was frustrated, doesn't want to play for them. I don't know. Uh, those details haven't been revealed. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins getting released. So if DeAndre Hopkins becomes a free agent, that means that the contract that he currently has with the Cardinals, really, the Cardinals will be on the hook for uh, a portion of that contract that's remaining. I'm not sure. Maybe 11, 12 million. I'm not sure. Uh, and then he's free to sign with any club that he wants and work out a new deal, a new contract. So maybe he uses that as leverage to drive up his, his, his contract, his, his bargain, or maybe he's like, yo, I just want to go somewhere and win. Right. Uh, he he's in a place in his career where he's only got a few years to look at a championship and he hasn't, he hasn't even sniffed the AFC title game or even sniffed the Super Bowl. So, Buffalo Bills, where you at? But we talked about DeAndre Hopkins last year, or I mean, la- uh, a couple weeks ago. And for me, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of going out and getting D Hop, uh, even though I, I I love him as a player. I, I just can't handle, I just can't handle having thirty plus year old receivers on their last. I mean, he still has a good two years of production, in my opinion. But I'm just not a fan of of just, you know, going to get older receivers. I I, I think that you can find that value in the draft. Uh, I think you should be trying your hand at receiver in the draft every single year. Um, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, for instance. I mean, you talk about these guys know how to draft receivers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, is one of the best teams in the league that knows how to draft wide receivers. I mean, if you look at the list of guys that they've had, you know, start Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Deontay John. I mean, I can go on and on and on about the receivers of Pittsburgh Steelers continually. Martavis Bryant, even though he had injuries or a drug, a drug history. I mean, these are guys that that they drafted, you know, first, second, third, fourth round, and they're getting guys out of there. So I think, you know, you you have to you gotta be in that boat somewhere, man. So we're going to talk about how that applies to the Buffalo Bills and maybe their draft strategy. Uh, I think it's important. I think it's extremely important. So another wide receiver making headlines. Uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham wants $15 million a season, man. Can can somebody call Odell and be like, bruh, you's not getting that. Who's going to pay Odell Beckham? I'm not saying Odell is not a good player. We've talked about him. We've talked about Odell. But $15 million a season, not in Buffalo. Hell, I don't even think Kansas City would pay that, to be honest. And they have the flexibility with, with their cap situation to do that. I don't know. But he's coming off, you know, he's he's had two ACL surgeries in his career. Uh that's that's tough for me. That's that's a tough sell. And he's had declining production since he left the Giants. That should concern you as well. I think he needs to go to a team where there's already established number one wide receiver. There's an established veteran quarterback. 
I think he'd be great in a situation like that. But if you have the cap space and you got 15 million, you want to throw it at Odell, by all means, go ahead. But what if he hurt gets hurt again? What you know, you know, as it comes from someone who's torn an ACL, it's hard to come back from that, man. You're just not the same. I'm sorry. I mean, I know you can if you're 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 the same or better if you're Adrian Peterson. And I don't know how many freakazoids are still out there like Adrian Peterson. But if, you're, if your name is the Adrian Peterson, I don't think you can come out of an injury like that and just, you know, just dom- – I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not saying it can't happen, but history has shown that receivers, when you use all your lateral agility and cutting and, 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 and yeah, man, it's, it's, just, it's just a hard sell. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. So – yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. is making headlines again, asking for $15 million a season. All right, so that's our our news around the league uh, part of the show. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network if you haven't done so already. Those of you who are listening on TikTok, make sure you uh, send me a like, man. Send me a follow. Would love it. Be talking NFL draft all the time. So uh, enjoy the content. Now, moving along. So one of the reasons why um, I was excited to come here tonight and talk to you guys was Cynthia Freeland. Uh, you know, she she had a mock draft and she mocked Cam Smith to the Buffalo Bills. And this is what she had to say about Cam Smith. Now, I've watched a little bit of Cam Smith, uh, not at not at nauseum. Uh, just because the Bills don't really have a need at cornerback. But what, what I saw of Cam Smith, I really did like. But here's what she said about Cam Smith and the Bills picking a cornerback at 27. And I quote, I am aware that the Bills have a strong defensive back group. I'm also aware of the needs at other positions. I'm also aware that Leslie Frazier is taking the season off and Buffalo's defense might not look the same with McDermott calling the plays. However, this is a team that used at least five defensive backs in more than 90% of the plays last year. And during a lot of injuries, Cam uh, Smith at pick 27 will be a nice upside selection. His change of direction speed ranked him in the top 10% of FBS players, which helps contextualize his 15 pass breakups and four interceptions off 70 targets. Uh, She goes, note there are some good running back options and many at favorable price in the marketplace. So, I have a ton of respect for Cynthia Freeland. Uh, You know, she uses a lot of analytics to prove uh, points for arguments that she's making or a point that she's trying to convey, which is great. But there is no way that the Bills are going to take a cornerback at 27. And where would this cornerback, I mean, you got, you you spent a first round asset in Kyrie Elam last year. You got Trey White coming off of ACL. So this is the second year of that. So you would expect him to be back to his normal self now. And even the the short, uh, even in the short time that Trey played, I feel like you we saw him get better towards the end of the year, which is a great sign, right? So I'm expecting Trey White to be at 100% coming into this next season. And you got Kyrie Elam, who was a, a press man corner in college, who had to adjust to his own scheme who also got beat up by a six-round rookie and Krista Benford, but who also was probably your best uh, defensive player, uh, you know, in the playoff game against the Dolphins. I like what I have there. So how would you get 
Cam Smith on the field. You got Taron Johnson that plays in the slot, right? And they love him. You gonna play six DBs? I don't know. I don't know. But Victor says you're wrong. They love DBs. I'm sure that I know they love DBs, and I would I would even venture to say that they take one later in the draft, but I don't see them spending the first round asset on one, not when you have other pressing needs. So it got me thinking, what if? What if it's easy to come into draft season when you look at your team and you look at other teams around the league and you you fawn over, well, we we as armchair quarterbacks, we kind of look at needs and say, we just gotta, we just gotta feel these needs. And I always laugh when people say that Brandon Bean or insert GM XYZ that we're just gonna take the best player available. I don't see a lot of best player available selections in the first round of the draft. Usually best player available also meets need. Best player available also meets need. So I don't see many luxury selections, right? So I think, and we've seen this regime, the Buffalo Bills, they pick for need. And I know Brandon Bean's going to say, well, it's the best player available and We've had our eyes set on this guy, blah, 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 blah. It's cat, bro. Y'all better I, yeah, be leery of the process. The process is good, but don't just, don't think the process doesn't have flaws, kinks in the armor, because it does, okay? You can't believe everything they say. You can't tell me that the Buffalo Bills don't just draft for a need or best player available, excuse me. They, they, they're looking for need, so... We let's look at last year as a case study. Or we could do last year and the year before that. So if we look at last year, we could say uh Kyrie Elam. Like we're at this time last year, a lot of us wanted wide receiver, we wanted running back, but we knew because Levi Wallace left, we knew that cornerback was probably at the top of the list. Cornerback was the top priority on the list and so with that being said they went out and got Kyrie Elam which we were all excited about which and they did something that they typically don't do right they 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 weren't taking cornerbacks early in the draft we were, we were the Bills have been needing a cornerback two for years since they took Trey White insert cornerback number two that they've had and it hasn't been great Right. Levi Wallace was he was a great plug in guy, but he was he was limited athletically and they had to really shade coverages to his side to kind of make up for it. Right. But now you got a guy in Kyrie. If you go the year before that, what did they do? They got, you know, uh, I think the, the year they drafted two defensive ends, Russo Basham. Right. Because they needed defensive end. Right. So it wasn't best player available. It wasn't. I'm sorry. They had needs. It was needs. And uh, I'm a, I'll die on that hill. So let's talk about some what if scenarios. So the, the first what if scenario that I want to talk about is tight end. The tight end position. I've seen people on this show. I've seen people on some of the other shows on the Buffalo Rumblers Network. I've I even heard it on national radio that the Bills could be in the market for a tight end. 
Okay. Hold on. I I gotta what what is this dude talking about? What are you talking about, bro? No, no one's saying Cam Smith is not talented. I'm just saying the Bills get out of here. Stop. Just stop. Anyway, I, I shouldn't even have to address that. Boy, you better child please, in the words of uh boy chat Ocho Cinco, child please, but tight end. So getting a tight end in round one, I have to like take off my 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 draft analyst hat and I ha- I'm trying to look at it just from a clear point of view. So those of you at home, those of you watching tonight, look at it from a clear point of view. The Bills, so let's say at 27, the Bills have their let's let's just say that there hasn't been a tight end selected so far in this draft. And the Bills have their choice of Michael Mayer, uh, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, and Dalton Kincaid. Now, is tight end a need? It's a need because you you your tight end two position is very unsolved. You need help at tight end two. Right, I mean, it's a, so it's technically a need. Now, the positional value does the value meet the need? I don't know. But you just paid Dawson Knox the bag. You just gave Dawson Knox the bag. So why do you? Why would you go and get a tight end in round one? Now, are you going to have a a change in philosophy on offense? I don't know. <laughs> That's up to Ken Dorsey. Now we've seen Ken Dorsey use two tight ends when they were with Carolina. So, do you get a tight end to complement Dawson Knox? I mean, if you look at the running back room, they got James Cook and they got Naheem Hines, and they pretty much have the same skill set, right? Could they do it at tight end? So I'm I'm sitting here going through this scenario. This like, what if they draft a tight end? And who would I want? Who would I want them to draft at tight end? So I think Michael Mayer is the most polished tight end of the group. I think he comes in day one. He can give you. I think he can play in line. I think, uh, you know, he. I think he can block. I think he has really soft hands. He's not an explosive athlete, but he just he's just really solid. Kind of reminds me of uh, Mark Witten, Jason Witten, sorry, from the Dallas Cowboys, University of Tennessee guy. Okay. Do you go Darnell Washington, who ha- need, he, he's not as polished as a Michael Mayer, but what he gives you at six foot seven. And explosiveness that that he has, and he has he has good hands. I don't I don't think he got uh, much production at the University of Georgia because of the style of offense they run. But this is a guy that can block, another guy that can play in line, and I think he's a better blocker than Michael Mayer is. And he's a matchup nightmare at six foot seven. I mean, just think of the opportunities that he could get in the red zone. It's intriguing, right? You look at Luke Musgrave at six foot six. He's not an explosive athlete, but has really good hands. Uh, he can he can run routes. I mean, th- these are guys that these are guys that I, I'm taking a look at. These are guys that I'm taking a look at. 
Dalton Kincaid reminds me of Travis Kelsey, the way just the way he runs routes and he's a little jerky and stuff like that. I really like him. But are the Bills gonna are the Bills gonna run more 21 personnel? That's two tight ends, one running back. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. So if we lived in a world where the Bills took said one of those top one of those five tight ends that I mentioned. Would I be so I asked myself, would I be mad? And I'd have to say, I mean, I'm I would be okay with one of those guys. I wouldn't be mad at it. I I I, I can I could see the need, but how much target share, how much market share of the offense are you going to give another tight end? I think it would have to be a philosophy change, or you get a, a guy that you could just move around XYZ, right? An actual chess piece. If you do that, I think there's only, I think there's a couple guys. I think Dalton Kincaid is your best option. Darnell Washington, no. He's, you know, is he going to play in a slot? No. Luke Musgrave, I'd say, yeah, he could, he could do it. So it's interesting, man. So that's, that's tight end. So if we look at, uh, Let's defensive tackle. So I have to ask your ask yourself. You have to ask yourself. Do the Bills need defensive tackle help? Is it an actual need? Is it an actual need? Uh, oh, obviously, Sam Laporta. I've been really high on him. I love Sam Laporta. That dude is a beast. He's a beast. He is a beast. University of Iowa. Dude, I I know when I was watching that game against Michigan, I was like, dude, this this dude is he is unreal. That dude can pop off at any moment. But so yeah, thank you for reminding me there. Uh, he is he's my tight end number five on my list. Uh, but staying in the Big Ten, we're going defensive tackle. I look y'all y'all already know I kind of pound the table for my Michigan guys, right? Mozzie Smith. Now we I've talked about him on the show. I even mentioned him during the season. I, you know, I don't think the Bills are going to take him at 27, but I have to ask myself, you know, Jervon Dexter, right? Kalija Kansi, I don't think he'll be there when the Bills pick at 27. I think he'll be gone. Uh, the kid from Clemson, Brian Brisey. I don't, he could be there. He could be there. Uh, Mr. Carter from the University of Georgia, he won't be there at 27. I, now, I know people are trying to trash his name and, and stuff because of the, the, the wreck and the incident he was involved in or whatever. I don't know the details of that. I know there was a video released today, and uh, I, I have no opinion on that because I don't know what actually happened, but he, he's gone. He ain't going to be on the clock. So Keanu Benton's another name, University of Wisconsin. I, I think you at, at round one, I don't see it, but we see every single year guys that we think that aren't round one talents end up going in the first round. So it's not this crazy idea. Okay. Keanu Benton's one of my favorite players in this draft, but I don't think he's as good as Mozzie. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Michigan homer. Mozzie Smith is that dude. You know, Mozzie gives you that, that he, he's a two gapping. One tech, 
He ain't gonna give you much in a, uh, as a rush, as a uh, pass rush. But you talk about stopping the run. I got to see that every single week. Every single week, I watched every Michigan game. That boy's been there for. He's been there, uh, you know, three years. I've been watching that dude, man. He he's a beast. Mozzie Smith is a dog. And listen. The Bills need help at defensive tackle, people. I'm sorry. I mean, we know it, but you bring back Jordan Phillips, but he ain't never, he's never healthy. I like Jordan Phillips. When Jordan Phillips is right, when he's healthy, he's he's tough. That boy, tough. I think he gives this Bills defensive line some, some edge and he gives you a little bit of pass rush ability. That boy is tough. Okay. You know, and Oliver's good. He's good. But he hasn't lived up to that draft status, being a ninth overall selection. Nah, he ain't he he ain't there, but he's good. Right? So insert Mozzie Smith into this defense. And I think uh that's a good what if scenario. I, I think Mozzie with that two gap in him and Daquan Jones, I know they kind of play the same position. I don't think they play. I think maybe on obvious rundowns, you can see a a, a, a combo with them in it together, right? Um, but you know, with the Bills rotating these defensive linemen, I think he he'd be a really logical selection at twenty seven, right? Especially if you plan on having Matt Milano and insert Terrell Bernard, if you'd like to, uh, and Tyrell Dotson as your other. Linebackers, yeah, I mean, I think you you definitely need some help up front. I mean, the Bills need help on the edges too, but Mozzie Smith, Keanu Benton, Jervon Dexter, I, I think those would be guys that uh that I I would love to take a look at, but none uh none other than Mozzie Smith. And and Brandon Bean doesn't draft Michigan guys. We we ain't got no no Michigan guys on the roster, so I don't know why. I mean, every year it seems like you know. Brandon Bean and these guys are at Michigan games. I don't know if they're looking at the other opponent, but uh, they just don't draft University of Michigan guys. Now, if you talk to the Patriots, Bill Belichick himself said, you know, they draft Michigan a lot of Michigan guys because they're they're NFL ready, according to him. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um. But I would love to see a, a Wolverine on the roster, though. So that's what if scenarios at defensive tackle, wide receiver. Now, we know that wide receiver is a big need for, for the Bills, and we've talked about a ton of receivers on this show. Um, you know, when you you look at the wide receivers, uh, I, I want to look at who's realistic to be available at pick 27 with the Buffalo Bills. So let's take out Jackson Smith and Jigba. He gone. He won't be there. Outside of him, I mean, I could see Quentin Johnson being taken in the top 22. Outside of that, I mean, I think your 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 options at 27 are Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Josh Downs, right? These are guys you're looking at that, that in my opinion, have 
that value at 27 or, or wide receiver in the first round. Those are the guys that I, I look at. So that's that's four guys that I think, okay, I can see a team picking one of these guys. So we took Jackson Smith and Jigwa off the table. Bills aren't going to see him. Quentin Johnson, let's take him off the table. So you're really looking at Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and that's it. So you're like two guys. I, I don't think that Jalen Hyatt uh, would be in there. And and about Jalen Hyatt's game, like, man, that I ain't never seen this dude in press coverage. That dude has free releases all day long, man. That scares me. You, you got him running wide open a lot. Man, I, I, I just don't know if he can beat press man coverage at the next level. He's fast. Don't get me wrong. And I know it's going to be hard for DBs to get their hands on him and re, kind of, you know, reroute him. But I, I just don't think that Jalen Hyde's first round material. I just don't. I think he's explosive. I think, you know, you want to look at him a second, third round. Great. Great. First round, I'm not touching it. It's just my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, too many free releases, man. That that scares me as a wide receiver. Um, so we're looking at Jordan Addison. I think that's a forgotten name. You know, I know Joe Marino talked about him today on his show. Um, I, li- I like his game, man. I really do like his game. Um, I feel like, you know, he's one of those guys that we're forgetting how good he actually is, right? I think when you get into the draft season, we kind of nitpick these guys. But Jordan Addison is a dog. He's good. He's really good. Um, you know, I feel like he's one of those guys that can get at all three levels. I think he he's great in the slot, has great hands. Uh, he's not overly explosive, but I think he I think he shows a lot of nuance in his route running. Uh he he has, you know, he can change speeds when he's running routes. Um, his release package is really good. He's really and he and yak. You want to talk about yards after catch? That dude, he he can do it, but he's not overly explosive, right? You know, I think he ran a four five forty. That's not bad. I mean, I, who can? I don't really. Speed is great, but man, you got to be a, a a route technician. And the Bills love guys that can run routes and separate, and he could do that. So he's definitely in the, in the conversation. Zay Flowers, I love Zay Flowers. I love Zay Flowers' game. I hope, you know, if, if the Bills are thinking wide receiver, I, I would be totally fine with Zay Flowers as a Buffalo Bill. Uh, I don't care about his size. You know, I've seen Cole Beasley was getting it, okay, in the slot. They're guys that are that size that can, that make plays, that can get it done. And if you can run routes, Steve Smith was a dog, and he was about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, that, that dude's small, but, man, he plays so big. I think Zay Flowers gives you a lot of that. Not saying that he's Steve Smith or he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying that he gives you a lot of the of those traits. I, I, I'd be interested in that from the Bills. Um, so what if we lived in a world where, let's just say it's Jordan Addison. So what the Bills wide receiver room would look like, you'd have Stephon Diggs as your number one. Gabe Davis as your number two wide receiver. Okay. I, I would say that Jordan Addison becomes your primary slot option. Now, I think you can move him. Like, the Bills like receivers that they can move the X, Y, and Z. But Jordan Addison is best serving in a slot. So, I think that frees up Gabe Davis 
to do a little bit more wide receiver two stuff, maybe stretch, you know, stretch the guy, the field, right? And the number two, just running routes. I just don't like his contested catch ability. Man, I, w- I hope he improves that this offseason, man. But that's not bad. And then I, I say, you know, after Addison in the slot, I would say Deontay Hardy is next or Trent Sherfield. That's not bad. I, that's that's a good wide receiver room. I think bringing in another capable wide receiver with juice, a little talent, I think that makes Gabe Davis better because you could live in a world where Gabe Davis is your fourth option, if that makes sense. Like he was a couple years ago with Emmanuel Sanders and those guys, where Gabe Davis is your third to fourth option, right? I, I think he, he thrives in that role. So if you can get Gabe Davis in terms of market share or touches in the offense, so Diggs will be your number one, right? I would say Dawson Knox should be your number two option. If, if Josh Allen's examining the field, you know, Dawson Knox needs to be your number two. Not, and I'm not talking about position-wise. I'm talking about throwing the ball to him and, and targets in the offense. I think Gabe Davis is probably uh, number three, right? And then you, you would insert Mario Addison because he's a rookie. Khalil Shakir and those guys can kind of figure it out. Um, but we still don't know what we have in Khalil Shakir. That's that's for damn sure. I would love to see uh, what what his offseason looks like. We know he's training with Eric Moulds this offseason, which is totally dope. We'll see if that pays off. We'll see if that pays off. Um, and then my last what-if scenario, let's examine offensive line. Let's take a look at offensive line. Um, what if the Bills drafted an offensive lineman? Now, we know that right tackle is a need. And I think guard is a need. Even though we they went out and got, you know, David Edwards, Connor McGovern, I still think Ike Butker and those guys, right? Uh, who's our other guard? I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Tell me who the Bills are the starting left guard is right now or starting right guard is right now because uh, it's after McGovern, it's uh, whatever his name. I can't, you know, hold on. I got to look. I got to I got to look this up. This is what happens when you get to be 40 years old. You start you start forgetting ish. You just start forgetting it, man. Ryan Bates. Thank you. Ryan Bates. I think he's upgradable. I think you could find. I wouldn't be mad if the Bills took a guard at pick 27. I like compete. I know they paid Ryan Bates a three-year, $21 million contract or whatever, like something or other. Compete, man. The look, how many times do we watch the Bills and we we just go, damn, these boys getting worked. Boys getting worked. We saw that in the playoffs. We saw that at times in the regular season. These boys getting worked. Left tackle to right tackle. These boys are getting worked. So we don't have any young, talented offensive linemen that, that, that outside of Spencer Brown that we're grooming. So you need you need something, right? What if John Michael Schmidt is there at 27? I take him. Dewan Jones, I like him. 
Darnell, Darnell uh, Wright is great. I mean, these are we, – we can't – and I say all of those things to say we can't just be married to linebacker. We can't. And I know that's the – in my opinion, right now on paper, that's the Bills' biggest need. Like right now for the draft, they got to fill it there. Or do they? Could you? Could the Bills go out and get a Zach Cunningham and free agency after the draft? For as a one-year stopgap, I think I think we forget about that. That there, are, you know, there are free agents out there that the Bills could take a look at that are still free agents that could come in and play middle linebacker in a pinch. There are NFL veterans out there to do that. So, do we have to be married to the idea of of Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson? My boy Daryl says, yeah, they backed themselves in the corner at linebacker. Yeah, they they have. They, they did the same thing with cornerback last year. They kind of backed themselves in the corner, and this is what they got. So what's the expectation here? Yeah, I would definitely look at interior offensive linemen. Tackle. You you gotta get you you gotta get better. You gotta get better. But I think Trenton Simpson is another name that, you know, I wrote about him uh BuffaloRunners.com. It was in uh, an article I wrote about three guys who could potentially be the pick of 27. And he was one of the guys that I picked, um, you know, he kind of like Isaiah Simmons, who was, who's kind of positionless and they're still trying to figure out a way to use him. I think if you draft Trenton Simpson, I think you, your best bet is to just as enticing as it is to get him to play up and down the line of scrimmage or on the outside or, and, and, you know, a deep alignment because he could play a little safety. I think your best bet is to just, hey, you're going to play, you're going to be the Mike linebacker, and, and this is this is the only thing we're putting on your plate. You got to figure it out. Like he he gives you all the athletic upside that a Tremaine Evans does. He doesn't give you the size. I think his tackling is poor, but the dude's a baller. He's a baller, right? You know, Drew Sanders. You know they they they're they're calling him uh, Michael Parsons 2.0. Well, that's 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 a lofty uh, that's some lofty praise there. And then Jack Campbell. So, I mean, my heart says go linebacker round one, but I'm open to anything at this point. I mean, I think that's because we've had so much time to really think about this stuff. And then before we get out of here, we're going to do our mock draft before we go. But I wanted to talk to you guys about um, a little comment that uh, Jim Kelly made. And he says that Jim Kelly believes the Bills need a star running back for Josh Allen. He cites that, you know, the Bills uh, rely on Josh Allen too much, which I agree. But can't you say that every team needs a star running back? Every quarterback, every franchise quarterback needs a star running back. But for the Bills specifically, uh, I have to think about that. Yeah, I would be totally fine with uh, – there's only one running back that I would draft in the first round if I'm the Bills. I think Jameer Gibbs is a first-round talent. But for the Bills, it's, we got James Cook, right? So, but John Robinson, yeah. If, if Let's talk about it. I mean, we, we've, we've kind of went over this. Bills take a running back. 
Jim Kelly says the Bills need to start running back. I agree with him. They do. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to like, no, you're going to a playoff game against the Chiefs. And I know when I go into a playoff game against the Chiefs, you know, I'm thinking like Josh Allen it has to be everything. Like the game it hinges on Josh Allen. Not and I don't think about Stefan Diggs. I know Stefan Diggs is gonna get his, you know, but that's predicated on what Josh Allen does, right? I want some factors on this offense that doesn't involve Josh Allen. Does that make sense? Where Josh Allen could just hand the ball off to somebody and, and they can just get it. You know, a little balance, more balance, more playmaking ability on the offense would be great. I, I, I really, I'm really interested to see what James Cook can do, though. I mean, James Cook can ball. You know, I know he he, he doesn't. I think he can run between the tackles. And people's like, well, he can't really run between. And he showed us that he can. He showed us that he can break a tackle, he can break an arm tackle. Like, put some respect on my guy James Cook name. Yeah, boy, he, he just went to bat, uh, to number four. That's dope. But put some respect on the man's name, man. Sorry if you bought his jersey. But I think James Cook can play. So, although I would love to see John Robinson don the, the red, white, and blue, I just don't think it's happening. I don't think the Bills are going to do that. And then I go back to you look at the value of that, and it just, man, it's not – I don't think it would be the best use of resources, even though I believe that that – He's a generational talent. I do believe that John Robinson is. I, I go back and forth, man. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll say draft a dude. If you ask me today, I'm like, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I, I just feel like if you if you if we lived in a world, we lived in a what if the Bills got John Robinson, but they also found a solution at middle linebacker, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that. I would be happy. But the the hole at middle linebacker is so glaring to me. And every day that passes, in my opinion, it gets more, it gets grim. It gets grim because you can't go in the draft and just play with this. You cannot play with that. Like it's such a big hole. And 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 it's not like the Bills are a traditional 4-3 squad, right? They use two linebackers exclusively. So that means that those two linebackers got to cover a lot of space. Those two linebackers have to be instinctual. They have to go downhill. They have to fill gaps. You know what I'm saying? That they got. I mean, it's such a big responsibility. They have to be able to cover. That's a big responsibility. There's two two guys I know of: Campbell, Trenton Simpson, that I know can do it. I know they can cover. Okay. Drew Sanders, I don't know if he can cover. He does a lot of other things really well. You have to go get a linebacker. So Jim Kelly, the old man, he's right. The Bills need a star running back, but I think they got it. I think, I think, you know, let's let's roll with James Cook another year. Because the following year, there's some dogs. Blake Corum is coming out. Blake Corm's a dope running back from the University of Michigan. Okay? I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, hey. Donovan Edwards is the other running back that's going to be coming out next year. There's going to be some dudes that come out in the in the draft next year at running back. So if you you can let James Cook have this year and he doesn't get it right, you can go draft one in the second round if you want to. 
you know, and, and, and we're not even talking about the running back that kind of pops out of nowhere every year, you know, a la Kenneth Walker, you know, um, types of running backs that you're going to find. Okay. How many people know about Jameer Gibbs last year, right? Um, so I think you can wait on running back. You don't have to get – and I know Bijan is a, a, is a generational talent, but you don't have to get a running back right now. You spend a second-round pick on James Cook, let, give him this year, right? He had a year to kind of get his feet under him. We saw some flashes. Give him this year and see what he does. If not, then, yeah, I, I'm all for getting a running back, a star running back. Yeah, I think that's important. So – those are my what-if scenarios for the Buffalo Bills. Um, real quick, you know, as we shift gears here, um, the TDN Mock Draft Machine is live, okay? The Draft Network Mock Draft Machine is live. Now, we've been doing our mock drafts on this show with um, PFF Mock Draft Machine, Okay. It's been great. Like, I really can't hate on it. I think some of the value, positional value stuff, you know, needs to be tweaked a little bit, in my opinion. But it's been a really good tool. Like, I've been enjoying using it. But let's let's not let's not make any uh, qualms here because TDN, now, they've had the best mock draft created for a couple years now. Now, I don't know why they even messed with it because there was nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. But they really went in and changed this whole thing. So, and I haven't used it yet. So, this will be my first time using it. I just discovered that it was live today. So, so we're gonna use it live on the show tonight. Uh, I'm gonna share my screen. Um, I'm gonna share my screen, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna see what we can come up with. I always love these exercises, man. So I already got this thing queued up. Uh, you know, we're we're doing seven rounds. Uh, trades are live. Trades are live. So if if someone offers us a trade, we gotta we gotta take a look, baby. All right, so that was really quick. So uh, if we want to look at who's been drafted, uh, let's see. It doesn't show me there. Again, this is my first time using it. Uh, okay. Well, I really can't see who's been drafted, but that's okay. Well, I'll just live with it. I'll, I'll play with it later. So let's look at our trade options here. All right. So the first trade is the LA Rams with pick 28. Okay. They got draft picks. So they want to give us – oh, we – the Bills have – sorry, the Bills have pick 28 because they didn't take out the forfeit from the Dolphins. So the Bills are at pick 28. They want to give us 37 uh, and a fourth-round pick. Man, y'all y'all got me bumped. Nope, we ain't, we ain't touching that. Here's the Lions here. So we would get pick 82, uh, a second-round pick. No, a second round pick of 24 and a third round pick of 24. Uh nah. Ooh, no. We're in, that's that's bogus. We're not taking that. So we're not we're not doing any of them uh those draft picks, man. So we're gonna stay here at 27, 28, whatever you want to call it. And we're on the clock. We got 27 seconds. 
So we got Bajon Robinson, John Michael Schmidt, Dalton Kincaid, Dewan Jones. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Time's running out, man. We got 10 seconds. Boy, they are not playing on that time, man. I, I wish I could. Let me, can I pause that? Let me pause that with four seconds. All right, I was getting a little nervous, man. I was getting a little nervous. Uh, yo, it's, I mean, I can't, I, I, I'll piss everybody off. I took a running back. So let's, let's stick to the what if scenarios. Okay. Let's, let's take John Michael Schmitz. Let's take him. Paused draft. All right, we, we took. Whoa. We took John Michael Schmitz. Um, and for some reason, it gave us. Wait, what the hell? It just gave us Jalen Hyatt, too. So, I, yo, what in the world? They tripping. And we're on the clock in the third. That, that was fast, bro. Golly. Okay. All right. So for, for the sake of the draft tonight, <laughs> so we got John Michael Smiths, which is a great pick. It's a great pick. Uh, we just got Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, Matt, that, that clock is nuts. That clock is, is touchy. It's very touchy. Okay. So again, we're in a situation where we need a linebacker. We need a linebacker stat and we got a minute to decide so we got day and henley henry toto and demarvion overshone i like overshone Noah sewell so if we had to take a linebacker here i think henry toto would be the pick but we've got to play we we took him on, on the chop up last week. So for tonight, uh let's 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 take hold on, let's let's look at the trade offers real quick. So we are 87. Hold on, let me let me pause this mug. Okay, we're paused. Let's look at the trade offers real quick. Uh, uh, for the third third round pick. All right, so the Bills will re receive pick 87. And 125, and we would give them 60 to the Ravens, which I don't know how in the world we got. I don't know how we even got. Uh, we're, we're just not even going to mess with that. We ain't even going to mess with that. For some reason, the Bills got uh, Jalen Hyatt, too. But let's let's go. Uh, uh, let's go get overshown. Let me unpause this. Let's go get overshown. So we got a linebacker. I feel good about that. Okay, are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? So obviously, this mock draft simulator is hot garbage because it just gave us a quarterback in the fourth round. So um, we didn't even want that. Jacorian Bennett's there. Uh, wow, that was straight trash, homie. Yeah, they need to fix that. They need to fix that. Um. I do feel like the Bills need some edge help, though, um, at pick 139. So let's go ahead and give them Mike Morris, guy from Michigan. I, I think he'd be, 
he's solid. He, he doesn't give you much upside in terms of like explosive athleticism, but I think he he gives you some. Uh, he's he's a strong anchor, and he gives you some pass rush upside, right? I think he's a guy that he's not going to be defensive in one or two, but I think he's a solid rotational guy uh, that could develop into a number two defensive end. But I think he's best served as your first guy coming off the bench, um, and then. At pick 207, because this draft is just almost done, I'm surprised that it didn't pick 207 for us uh, since we got Rajon uh, Wright at cornerback. I think it'd be best served for us to look at, okay, first of all, I see a little something-something here. If Jonathan Mingo is still here at pick 207, I'm taking him. Charlie Jones. Let me tell you all about Charlie Jones, too, man. Charlie Jones is a dog. Purdue, I don't know if y'all got if you if you guys watch much Big Ten football, but ask Daryl in the chat. Charlie Jones is a damn dog. That boy can play. That white boy can play. You, you want to talk about shades of, of Cooper Cup? That that's Charlie Jones. And we people don't talk about this boy, but that boy can ball. Go, go check him out. Charlie Jones can play. He was he was everything for the Purdue offense last year. Uh, he he's he's a solid guy, man. I love Charlie Jones' game, but make not Riley Moss. I like him a lot. We got twenty seconds to make this pick, but Jonathan Mingo. Oh yeah, man. Six foot three. Tyler Scott still here. What? Yo, we we gotta take. Let's take Jonathan Mingo. We ain't saving that. So, in our draft, we were able to secure John Michael Smith, Jalen Hyatt, DeMarvion Overshone, Rajon Wright, Mike Morris, and Jonathan Mingo. I think that's a solid draft. I don't think it's going to play out like that. I I feel like Mingo is going to go like round four, round three. Mike Morris being there round four, I think that's fair. Rajon Wright, I really don't have him in my top 10 cornerbacks off the board, but um, I think he's a special teams guy. Uh, has a little, he, he got some ball skills. I, I just think he's not great in zone coverage. So I don't really think he's a fit for the Bills. But who thought Kyrie Elam was either? So uh, I could be wrong there. Jay, if, if the Bills were to get Jalen Hyde in the second round, I would be good with that. Just not in the first round, but in the second round. Uh, no, I don't. I, I think John Michael Schmitz is the best interior offensive lineman uh, coming to this draft. I, I don't think that's too early. And for the Bills, I think that'd be great. I'll take him. I would totally take him in the first round. I just don't think he's going to be there. I don't think he's going to be there. Um, but that's a good draft. I mean, even though it was. It was the user and the AI of uh, the draft network and the bugs of their draft, their draft simulator. We got a pretty good draft. I would be okay with those selections. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show here, but you know, if I tell you guys, man, you know, this is the year. This is the most important draft that the Bills have had since they drafted Josh Allen. I really do think that. I think they got to come away with some key, at least three key contributors in this draft early. Uh, 
I don't know who those guys are going to be. Neither do you. And then we're going to find out together. We're going to find out together. But you guys have been watching and listening to the Intentional Grounding podcast here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed. I'm your host, Sterls for the girls. Uh, for those of you who are watching on TikTok, I got 338 likes on the TikTok. That's dope. And people watching the show. So, uh, you know, we appreciate all the love, man. Uh, you know, you guys live a blessed week, bro. That, that's all I got to say, man. The world's tough. It's trying out there. We got to do all we can to stick together and survive, man. And uh, with that being said, I'm out of here. Go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.